Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening today for this special edition of Treaty Talk. It's 192, 92nd episode. Myself, Jack Neville, Matt O'Callaghan as always, and we're delighted to have Leo Connor today, a Limerick legend and the awfully minor manager we're going to go through. The Limerick Kilkenny match in the All Ireland final this Sunday, I suppose, as the game closes in, tensions are rising a small bit. Kilkenny semi final performance, I suppose, said a lot about them, but Limerick are looking for three in a row. So we'll get into the nitty gritty of the game and give our predictions as I suppose the hour goes on. But first, we'll start with our intro. The in the game, we get all of what you put into it's like a walk alive. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Again, we're delighted to have you on board today, Leo. You've experienced it uh, as a manager, as a player, as a spectator. It's always a special occasion, is not Ireland final. Uh, look, Jack, it's, it's just one of those things that you go through life, and it's one of the most memorable days in your life when you get the opportunity to play in the Ireland final. And it's one that you can never turn around and say, when you look back in it that you didn't enjoy it even though some of the things mightn't go right for you um but it's when you look back in it it's in later life that you realize that you played in one and you know that it's such an occasion um in front of the crowd the atmosphere everything it's it's very an all-earned final is, is just unique it's one of the sporting occasions in this world it's probably the sporting occasion in the irish calendar um the all-earned tournament final because it, the game is so unique to ireland and it's one that you know memories will always last yeah, and I suppose I'll come back to you in a minute because you obviously had experience of an Ireland final recently. But Matt, I suppose we're, we're promised very warm weather. It's it's supposed to be the bones of 30 degrees, but we only had a two-week build-up, but it is starting to, to build gradually and the, the excitement and tension is starting to fill. It's Friday morning we're recording, but it's definitely feeling like a real Ireland final because in 20, obviously, there, there was no semblance of an Ireland final really for the public. And last year, it was half capacity, but... I suppose, with the weather, I know it's a July final, but the weather and I suppose tickets are being released, it is starting to build nicely. Yeah, Jack, it, it, it is building nicely and um, uh, particularly for the reasons you say that that anybody that wants to go to the All-Ireland final, I think, um, within reason has been satisfied within um, four tickets. There, there, has been, um, there has been an issue, a logistical issue with the distribution of tickets Um during during the week, but of course it, it it's it's a mammoth task for Mike Reardon and Co. Um, to distribute the, the, the tickets and getting them through the clubs through this new system um, has has proved to be challenging for some clubs. But um, I, I think basically anybody that has been looking for a ticket has got it. But that there was a mad scramble at the beginning of the week and mad scramble since the All or since the All Ireland semi final for those coveted tickets. But it, it's the it, you know, with regard to the, it's it's the first time in three years um, that there's a full complement of tickets available. The first chance um, a lot of people will get in three years 
um, to, to see Limerick in, in, in the final in Croke Park. So it, it, it is understandable. And um, yeah, the atmosphere is building up around the county. I think it was a bit slow um, the first week. And I, I, that was probably to be expected because um, it's unusual to have a two-week run-in. Um, that, that is something new, but um, if we're to believe, you know, what's coming down the line, it's here to stay. That's that's the way we're, we're, it's going to be for the future. But um, it certainly has gathered momentum in the last week, no doubt at all about it. And there's a full All-Ireland feel about it now in the last couple of days. Yeah, definitely. Leo, I suppose um, the middle of July in All-Ireland final, I suppose, how does that sit with you? Or are you happy to see the split season in or is it a bit early? I just think it's a bit early, to be quite honest. If I'm very honest with it, um, I think the whole system is way too early. Um, like, they're talking about, you know, at the end of the year, they're talking about players taking the month of December off and you're not allowed back till January. Um, everyone knows, dogs in the street knows that the individ all the individuals have their programmes and they're all training. Um, from that point of view, I just think that, you know, county teams starting training in January, officially in January, um, like Limerick, we're on we're on holidays for the majority of December, and you come back in and you're you're fired into the National Hurling League in such a confined space of time. Um, you got to, you get to April, the championship is starting, and it's helter skelter from there on in. And they're talking about player welfare, both across at minor, under under twenty, and under under and senior level. So from that point of view, you know it's a very condensed season for those players when you get injured. Um, you know, if you pick up a hamstring or you pick up, you know, whatever ligament injury, the period of time that you have to get yourself right and to get back out in the senior hurling field or a minor or a 21, whatever the case may be, um, it's very confined. So you're missing part of what you've trained for um, and you're missing a big part of it now, which before, you know, when it was when it was a lot more spread out, you it really didn't affect that you had a chance of getting back for matches. Whereas now, <clears throat> when you get injured, it's it's a massive chunk. I suppose Keane is the Keane is the perfect example. Getting injured against Waterford, like he missed, you know, a monster, literally a monster championship from there on in. You know, the knockout stage of monster championship missed, got to an All Ireland semi final, got the last ten minutes of it. You know, so from that point of view, you know, it's a bit unfair in the players, and then they're all expected to go back and play with their clubs, and you know. Granted, your club is start is where you start, and it's it's most enjoyable when you go back with your club. But in in this in the sense of the whole season being so condensed, like an All Ireland final the third week in July, <laughs> with all due respect, we know we, we would know we only facing the Munster final at this stage. Looking forward to an All Ireland quarter final, looking forward to All Ireland semi finals, whatever the case may be. So I just think I just think it it's it doesn't sit well with me. That's just my own personal opinion, and I think that you know the first Sunday in September was was D Day. Now you can bring it forward by a week or two weeks, whatever the case may be. But I think certainly the the whole thing being condensed, and plus the fact, right, that from a point of view of television, you know they're saying that RTE and TG Cahar can cover these games. TG Cahar have always covered these games, and they've always done a brilliant brilliant job in these games and and likewise last year the last two or three years with COVID where RT have covered club games but in a sense that you're given your international market right you're given your national sport in both hurling and football up to other sports you're given that period of time and I just think it's from a marketing point of view for the GEA going forward I think that's one that they're going to have to revisit um, like you have 
August. The Premiership is back in England in August. You have the rugby season back the end of August, beginning of September. So from that point of view, you know, you're you're giving up time where we we can't market our sports because our club championships won't get into knockout stages till the end of September, October. So from point of view of people watching matches, yeah, okay, the GA people will probably watch matches on TG Car, but are they going to be relevant? I don't think so till the end of September. So you look at it, August, September, you're really coughing it up to other sports. And I don't think that's a good marketing cry from the GA. Yeah, I suppose it, it is interesting. I suppose we're still kind of in the infancy and in that Limerick played to all Ireland's in the middle of August. They played one in December and now they'll have one in the middle of July. So like it's, it's very helpful skelter, as you said. Obviously, you had your own experience in All-Ireland final earlier in July with the Offaly minor team. And look, we all know how that happened. It was a heartbreaking loss. But I suppose it ties in, it could tie in nicely with this current Limerick side that we saw lose All-Ireland minor finals in 14 and 16. And they didn't turn out too badly. So you'll be hopeful for the Offaly guys. That's kind of a, a path they can follow. Alison, like I... <laughs> Young young fellas, they'll bounce back, you know. Um, hindsight, they might look back at it in years that if Offaly do push on and, and do come back up to the top table, um, that the fact that they didn't win it, the hunger will remain. But it's certainly one that over the last three years above, they're getting to a Leinster final in 2020, um, been beaten in the semi-final last year in 2021, and now getting to an All-Ireland final. The interesting thing about it, Jack, and you talk about condensed season, and this is something that you know, people mightn't realise. The 2020 Leinster Minor Hurling Final was played the 4th of July last year. The 2021 Leinster Semi-Final was played the 3rd week in July. And this year, by the 4th, by the 3rd of July, we didn't all Ireland Minor Hurling Series over. So you had three teams. You're talking about a condensed season. You three, you three campaigns going on in, in a 12-month period, which is very, very intense. And they're talking about, you know, the welfare of these young players coming through and protecting them from the big day above in Crow Park. But yes, their season has been so condensed. You know, it's just something that's going to have to be looked at. Um, it's not something that's going to go away. It's staring, it's staring them in the face. I know the COVID situation were extraordinary, was an extraordinary situation where it happened. But it's like they have got to look like these are not the dancing monkeys going out on stage. These are the future of the GA going forward, and it's something that they're going to have to look at. Yeah, I suppose player welfare is of the utmost importance. The lads at that age, around 17, 18, you want to keep them for as long as you can. So that's something that needs to looked at. But Matt, um, on that point, on that that Limerick team, and I suppose 2013, they lost the semi-final, 14 final, 16 final. And I suppose that when you look at the three captains, Rich English, Keen Lynch and Kyle Hayes and all the rest that come with it, that it's an extraordinary amount of players on one senior team that have won so much that came in the space of three or four years and it probably comes back to the academy and, and Leo's involved in that but it, it's just brilliant for Limerick to retain players like that and to see them blossom It is, it is and it, 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 it was gradual progress because if you recall many of the players of those minor teams graduated uh, firstly to the under 21 side and we, we won two All-Islands in twenty. 15 and 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 20 um uh, 2017 and um uh, as i said it, it it was a gradual transition to senior and um of course the trick is um you know to to um uh, to be able to, to to work it up along stage by stage step by step if you take galway for instance who have won a whole plethora of minor championships 
and are yet to struggling, um, struggling first of all to convert it into under twenty under twenty success now, and indeed to seeing a success just won All Ireland in in in, um, in 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 the last part since since the late eighties, um, that All Ireland in twenty seventeen. No, no, they have been close, um, but certainly with they they by any stretch of the imagination in terms of All Ireland. Uh, minor titles. If that's the criterion that's that's to be used for, you know, um, they 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 have a huge reservoir of of young players with with all Ireland minor success and all Ireland minor le- levels me- medals. But it, it is it is how you deal with this. And um, uh, Limerick have cultivated the art now of helping uh, of helping these players to transition first of all up up to the under twenty. And we, we start with the under twenties this year, which was a product of of the, the the minor team of the last two years, basically, and um, uh, that, that I, I I think that's the natural progression. Um, but we, we see it falling down. We see it falling down, particularly in Galway. Um, we've seen it falling down in Tipperary. Tipperary have two um two back to back under twenty all under twenty and under twenty one all Ireland title. Um, now would be their time to be delivering. Like John Kiley did make the point way back in 2015 like that, you know, to win a senior championship was a three-year process, um, building on the minors and the under-21s that were at the disposal of the county at that time and how correct he was. Um, Tipperary seemed to be in all sorts of problems when it comes to using the, the All-Ireland winning teams of 2018 and 2019. Now, now is the time that they, that they, that they, should, they should be delivering. And I see... Uh, Colin Bonner has fallen on his sword today because probably progress wasn't good enough last last year. But um, you know, I I honestly think it's it it, it, it is it, it is the it is the launch pad for senior teams. It has to be. And traditionally down the years has been, but it's it's no guarantee of success. Minor success <coughs> is no guarantee of success, even at under twentieth level. And um it it, it, it is how it is managed. But just just on that um that All Ireland minor final um with with, with um Offaly and Tipperary Leo we were so sorry that the way the way it, in, it ended up for you but I remember you telling me down in Fedemore um you know you were telling me how Tipperary were strong favourites which you said to me you know Offaly have a very very good team and you were right but what's your, what are your thoughts on on the for instance, the All Ireland final being held in Nolan Park and that is a curtain raiser in Croke Park on Sunday. Um, honestly, Matt, like awfully, the awfully players were very disappointed with the whole situation. Like traditionally, go back the years. Like I was lucky enough to be involved with the All Ireland minor hurling final in nineteen eighty four. That was played centenary year the GA below Turles, and it went to a replay, and the replay was played again below Turles. Um. I remember we played the All-Ireland semi-final in 1984 and we played it above in Crow Park against Down. And every, I think everyone that was at the match fitted into the VIP area, but you're probably up to yourself, Matt. <laughs> I think everyone yeah. fitted into the VIP box the same night. Uh, the hardcore, as they call it, above in Crow Park. But certainly, if you look back over the years, what all players were based around, and you could identify young guys that were coming through, All-Ireland minor winners or teams that played in the semi-finals, like I remember from the semi-final on, the All Ireland semi-finals were played with, with, in conjunction with the senior match. It was 
nothing wrong with it. Um, like I can't understand it. The likes of Brian Corcoran, the likes of Sean O'Callaghan, the likes of Joe Dean, all these players belong Cork that came through to win an All Ireland Senior Hurling in 1999 and pushed on in the early noughties. Right? They all came through Cork minor hurling teams that played in All Ireland minor finals. The likes of Brian Whelan and indeed one of my own selectors this year, Johnny Pinterton, they all played in All Ireland minor finals and they were all played in Crow Park. Um, and it's I can't understand why they tinker so much with the traditions of what we were born and reared upon. Um, something that's instilled in you as a young guy when you come through and then when you get the opportunity. Now, the whole thing this year, and they're saying it's, it was marvellous and it was unique and everything, but I think it was more unique with the county that was involved this year because awfully are com coming climbing gradually climbing the ladder again and as i said i repeat myself they're taking a step you have to take it step by step and it, what we your previous comment matt about you know it's transition between minor under 20 to no senior and the, how that's managed so from that point of view like it's so important that you instill early traditions and you get the buy-in from players there's no doubt about it it was absolutely a very very unique occasion below nolan park it's one of the one of the days that I never forget because Nolan Park was the perfect ground for it. Twenty seven thousand people packed in there, right? Unbelievable atmosphere. I like I drove through the town in Kilkenny that morning at half nine, and my God, the place was packed already, you know. And the atmosphere was building, and it was, as I said, such a unique occasion. But in terms of when when this has changed again at some stage because the way the current Way the current climate above Crow Park is, they're mixing it around trying to get it right. And it, if it if it does get get put back to an All Ireland Senior Hurling final day, I think that's I think that's the day where every young lad aspires to get to Crow Park, get the opportunity to go out to Crow Park and get the opportunity to play there. And it's if you look at it, Matt, and you pick up your ticket for the All Ireland Senior Hurling final on Sunday, there's no preview match. There's no, you know, it's a one-off occasion, you know, and I just feel that it was always part and parcel, and it was always a tradition that you had the All Ireland Minor Final. Go back to two eighteen, Kilkenny and Galway in the All Ireland Minor Final when we were up there in our droves, right at the, at the start of this run that we've had, right. It was always unique. The All the Minor Hurling Final was on before the Senior Hurling Final, and to take it away from it. I think they're doing young people in the GA and injustice taking them away from it because it did no wrong in the past to any of these players. And I, you can go through all the counties that played in all Ireland minor hurling finals, and it, I will turn around and say a lot of them have come through. The Joe Cannings of this world, as I said, the Sean Oaks, the Joe Deans, Brian Corklands, the Brian Whelans, and these are all guys that have become absolutely exemplary people. Right in the GA and how they how they've carried themselves, how they perform on a daily basis through life, and now these they're taking away that aspiration, that dream. They're taking it away from the kids that they're not playing in All Ireland final. To be honest, it's very easy for me to run and say, okay, fine, it was a unique occasion, but but I just think forty five thousand people was that um, the All Ireland fifty two at Limericks, forty five at the at the Kilkenny Clare one. Like the twenty-seven thousand people, Crow Park holds eighty-four thousand people. It would the crowd would have fitted in no problem at all, right? The the one thing that I will that I do agree with, 
and I think it was Leinster Council did this this year, it was they allowed young people all under 16s in free. Now, that made it extremely, you know, to see all the young kids about the night above in Port Leash, you see all the young kids at halftime out in the field. There was a swarm of them, there was thousands of them, and it was brilliant. But if they're, if the GAA, there's other ways you can do it. There's, there's definitely other ways that you can build that occasion. And I just think that I would be one in favour of going back or reverting back to play the All Ireland Minor Hurling Final with the All Ireland Senior Hurling Final, even the two semi finals, because I just think that there is something there for these guys to work on. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the argument which I, which I think they are spurious that, you know, uh, Croke Park and, and the All-Ireland Final Day would be too big an occasion for under-17s. Mal, or, or Matt, I tell you this, honestly, like, did Tony O'Sullivan win three All-Ireland Minor Hurling titles? Yeah, absolutely. Right, there's, like, this, I don't think this stands up, right? Um, I just think that you know, go back. I was a 16 year old in 1984, right? And I know there was the likes of Gary Kirby was was 16 years of age and all Ireland have played minor and again in 85. Like, I don't think this stands up because I just think I know there's only one of the Offaly minor hurling team next year underage. So they're all up, to, they were all up, 14 of them were up to the age. You have, I think it was 10 of the, the Tipperary team were up to the age. So there's five guys going to play minor. So it just doesn't, it doesn't stand up. I just think, I just think that they're, they're tinkering with the whole thing a little bit too much. And this is even back to the Senior Hurling Championship. Like, an All-Ireland final, as I said, the third week in July. You know, you're you're leaving yourself open. And they can say all they want, right, about what, what we're doing now when we're getting it right. The simple fact of the matter is, people are still going to the matches. The people are still attending, right? In Limerick, it's unique. We're on this run. And... Someday our run will come to an end and maybe two, three years down the line, whatever the case will be, where you'll have in another unique pairing in All-Ireland Hurling Finals. And that is the thing that the GA need to build upon. And it's like, if you if you currently look at the whole Dublin situation, that they're looking for a new senior hurling manager now, there's a sleeping joint that needs to become alive at minor under 20. Like, if Dublin got to an All-Ireland, you go through the the, the Dalo situation when Dalo was above there getting to an All-Ireland semi-final look how unique that day was there's teams like that there's counties like that out there that need to get to these situations and I've no doubt like if you get Dublin to an All-Ireland under 20 hurling final or Dublin to a Leinster hurling final look at the crowds that it'll bring again because there is a hunger there for it and it's things that these are the things that counties the uniqueness of counties getting to these events will happen again and as our own situation, look at the ticket demand. That's something that's absolutely huge at the moment. We could sell Crow Park out twice, right? And it's something that the GA are now reaping the benefits of. Like, all, all our hurling finals that we've been successful in the last couple of years, we've beaten different counties on each occasion. And certainly it's one Sunday that if we get over the line against Kilkenny on Sunday, we'll have beaten Kilkenny in Ireland. And I think that's the motivation for Limerick on Sunday as well. So it's the uniqueness of the whole situation. The crowds are coming. People are attending matches. There's a hunger for the GA in this country. And this is back to another little issue that we have. Where we, What are we going to do in, in August? What are we going to do in September? We've let this slip. 
right? And there is nothing for, for the people that follow inter-county inter game. Not everyone follows the club game. There is a unique occasion on Sunday. Brilliant, yeah. But what are we going to fill August, September with? We've left a hole in the market for everyone else to exploit. Yeah, it's it's very interesting you make that point. And as I said, like it remains to be seen, but still in its infancy. But yeah, there does seem to be a bit of a gap, especially for those that don't watch the, the club game. But you mentioned motivation inside there, Leo. And the last time these teams met was 2019, which is pretty mad when you consider there's league and championship and they haven't met. But will that game be in the minds of the Limerick players? Do you think obviously it was the last game they were beaten in? Yeah, definitely, Jack. It's something that Limerick needs. Um, Limerick ha will use every bit of motivation that they have on Sunday. But the other thing is that this Limerick team are so con controlled, as this, as they say, control the controllables, and that's something that they do. They'll use it as motivation. Some guys will use it as a personal motivation. And go back to previous that, 219, 218, we barely got over the line against Kilkenny. That Tom Morrissey point probably goes down in history. Probably one of the days that changed the future of this team. And I certainly think that Limerick have the motivation to go out and take on a Kilkenny team. A Kilkenny team that will, with all due respect, whether you want to call it a train or a juggernaut, that will arrive at half three on Sunday above in Crow Park. Um, their history shows us, if you go back in 207, they hit us in the first 10 minutes. 2.19 when they turned us over in 2.19 they hit us again in the first 15 minutes of the game where we were 7 points nothing down and suddenly we were, we were chasing the game, granted dare I say it, umpires referees, a question a, a very questionable decision in the last in the last play of the game um, that went, that turned it in Kilkenny's favour, maybe we got into extra time, we had momentum going into extra time that day and I fully, I fully think that Limerick could have got over the line in 2.19 but these are all the small factors that now have become, when you look back on them, that have become big motivations for this current Limerick team. And I think that the whole motivation of 219 is going to be something that's at the back of their head. They're going to be prepared for what comes down the line in the first 20 minutes because I think Kilkenny and Cody, as, as, he, as they can only do, it's the honesty, the rawness, the intensity, the whole situation that they bring to all Ireland hurling finals. It's something that Kilkenny have never changed and they won't change, right? It's just they they go out in the field, they take you on, we're here, may the best man win, last man standing, whatever the case may be, we're here, we give you everything and they lay it on the line to you and I think that's the challenge that Limerick are facing in the first 20 minutes on Sunday. I think that it's going to be vitally important that we're in the game, that we're not going chasing it from there on in. Sure, there'll be breaks. Sure, there'll be decisions made. That's all part and parcel of it. But the other mitigating factor I think that's most important on Sunday is how the game is actually going to be refereed. Yeah, I suppose Colin Lines is referee from Cork. It will be interesting. But you talk about the kind of fundamentals there, Kenny's play, I suppose, physicality, intensity, work rate. How hard is it to prepare for that? Because there's no real secret to what can you do? They obviously are blessed with some brilliant hurlers, obviously TJ Reid and the likes, but can you prepare and training for the onslaught that's going to come in the first 10 minutes, as you said? Well, I think, Jack, I I, <clears throat> I think this Limerick, this Limerick team and this Limerick panel, I think they set their own standards and I think we are down as being a very physical team. There's been an awful lot of comments passed about us over the last three or four years <clears throat> saying that we play on the edge. That's something that Kilkenny always did. And I just think that when some other county comes along and does it, it becomes every other county highlights this. And 
in in term even in terms of this current Limerick team, I think some people have tried to knock us on this basis that we're a very we're a very physical team, and I just think that um, that's something that we have developed ourselves. So Kenny have to face Limerick team as well with a lot of experience over the last year or four years. I think there are more questions about the Kenny team than there are about the Limerick team. I think it's certainly there's a freshness to like some Mikey Butler and these players. But if you look at it consistently over the last five years, Limerick have reached those standards. Limerick are the team to beat. And I just think I think it's how we settle on Sunday and how we get into our stride and we take the challenge to Kilkenny. And it's one that if I really, really I think the finishing line has to come early for Limerick on Sunday. Um, I think we need to bring the finishing line forward as much as we can in the sense that we need to put this Kilkenny team to the sword um, because the longer we leave this, this Kilkenny team in it on Sunday, I think the better the challenge. They'll rise to the occasion as they always have. They'll start to believe and they'll keep chipping away at you. Matt will tell you, go back over the... or As long as I can remember in the GA, Kilkenny teams always maintain that 70-minute um, intensity levels and it's something that, I, as I said, Limerick need to bring the finishing line forward in that every opportunity that becomes available, that we capitalise it and we stick another dagger into the Kilkenny hearts and we, we just control what we can on Sunday. Coming to there, Matt, I suppose, on from that point, but that 2019 is kind of the last kind of plot on Limerick's playbook that they haven't beaten a team that have beaten them, we'll say, like Kilkenny and All-Ireland semi-final. It's kind of the last question of this Limerick team before you can really say they're one of the greatest of all times. Like, how do you think the preparation would have been like for John Kiley and the squad in the middle of the game? Jack, I think yeah, I, I think there'll be very, very little there there will be very, very little focus as such officially on 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 what happened in the in the concluding stages in 2019. Um, but it will be at the back of the players' minds as as Leo says, and they they they, 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 they will have their own individual missions to atone um, for ha- for happened in 2019. But it, it, it was, it you know, Kilkenny are one of those teams that they sort of get inside the opposition's heads. And um, they did it to a certain degree that day because we were certainly, uh, you know, particularly at, at the concluding stages of the game, the better team. And I have no doubt that the momentum would have carried over into extra time. But if you go back more recently to the under-20 final in Tullus this year, um, when, when you know, we were again the better team, and but, but, but we still couldn't beat them. They're, they're so dogged. Um, we've got to hit them hard and hit them early. And, you know, going back to their... their um, their game against Clare, and it, it, on paper it looks absolutely a fantastic performance. But um, you know how much of it, um, uh, how much of did Clare contribute to their own downfall? One would ask. No, they 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 they, they obviously suffered the blow before the before the start of the game with the with the loss of John Conlon and with the changes that 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 um. That Kilkenny or um, Clare made Kilkenny immediately capitalised on it, and and um, but you must remember over the course of the game, Jack, that the Clare shot twenty four wides, they they scored twenty points. That's creating forty four chances. Like if you if if Limerick cre- create forty four chances, they're going to end with a considerable more tally than than twenty points. So like um, I I have the utmost respect for for Kilkenny. Um, the utmost respect for what they have done over the years and um, their ability 
I suppose, to win finals where they're rank outsiders. They've done it a number of years. Ask them in Cork. They've caught them two or three times in All-Ireland finals when they were rank outsiders. Um, I would be taking nothing for granted um, on Sunday uh, against Kilkenny simply because they are Brian Cody and, and, and they are Kilkenny. And... Um, You know, if they come at you um, in, in, in the early stages, I, I think there's no... Um, you know, it's it's one of the hallmarks of, of this Limerick team, um, their physicality, their strength, and their ability to cope with whatever has been thrown at them. All sorts of different things have been thrown at them, particularly in the last 12 months and the last two years since they, since they came to the top. And like they, they've coped with every one of them. And um, I, I would be very hopeful that, uh, you know, it will, it will have to be something exceptionally new that Kilkenny will come up with that, that, that Limerick haven't seen before. Yeah, you, you talk about adapting to, to things. Limerick obviously had a lot of injuries this year. We heard during the week that Keane Lynch could potentially be ruled out for the final. Leo, like we don't want to scaremonger here or speculate too much. But if Keane isn't available, it's a huge loss for Limerick. But one they've shown this year that they're capable of dealing with obviously you'd like him on the team but they have shown that they can get the job done without him Absolutely Jack I, look I just want to pay a tribute to Keane Lynch um, in the simple fact that he tore he tore his hamstring early in the championship and Limerick have literally played the whole championship without Keane Lynch Keane Lynch has really only played as he played 20 minutes of hurling this year in the championship and it's one that it's a testimony to the team as well that Limerick have done without Keane uh, like all-star holder of the year last year. Like, the quality that guy has is a massive loss. But I just think that Keane's whole um, presence, the simple fact of the matter is that he will be at, he will be at the final. Um, I think he'll be around the dressing room. Personally, myself, I can't see it happening unless the boot was put on as a precaution. Um, and it's certainly, you know, ligaments... I believe there's nothing broke, but I, I'm I'm led to believe that it, there could be a ligament injury, and ligaments are slow to heal. Um, for something that happened last Sunday, um, it's a, a week is a very quick turnaround with ligaments. I know it can be strapped, I know it can be locked out. Um, Keane was going exceptionally well in training, I hear. Um, so from that point of view, you know he is a, he is a loss, but it's one that Limerick have um, done without this year, and as I said, it's. It's a credit to the team. When you look at what you brought on last Sunday week in the All Ireland semi final, when you see Keane coming on, when you see Peter Casey coming on, and then the impact that David Reedy have, has had, even the, the extent of the rest of the panel for the rest of the year, the influence that Conor Boylan had coming on against Safe. I think this Limerick panel is something that has really, that has really developed this year. Um, it's something that they've, the, the subs have put really, really strong pressure on players. Um, the starting 15 was always okay, you could name 10, 12 of them, but certainly John has thrown in players in the National Hurling League in particular <clears throat> they've got experience into them um, they've used a hell of a lot of players over the last three or four years so John knows his strengths um, and it's something that I just think that Limerick, this Limerick team will get over whether Keane is playing or whether Keane is not playing um, I think that this team are mentally tough enough and I don't think it'll affect them. There's one thing that they've always said. Um, you look at any of their interviews. Um, I see Declan's interview 
on up yesterday, um, up last, up earlier this week, Keane's interview, John Coy's interview, and it's all about the process. Even over the last two, two or three years, it's all about how they've how they've developed and they stick to the process, and that's become one of their key hallmarks. Um, and this Limerick team, nothing will phase them. They'll be disappointed for for Keane, certainly, but I think that's one that Limerick have got to an All Ireland final without this year. And it's a credit to the players on, on the team and the panel, the management, the fact, simple fact that they've done without Kean, as I said already, who's hurler the year last year. And it's certainly one that Limerick have developed. And I don't think, it, I know people, the public in general, say, you know, he's a massive loss. Yeah, he's a massive loss, but we've we've survived all year without that loss. And we're in an All-Ireland final without that loss. And as I said, only 20 minutes of roughly 20, 25 minutes of hurling what he's played this year. And it's no disrespect to Kane because I hold him to highest regard. I think he's an absolute, he'll go down the annuals of Limerick GA as one of the or one of our greatest hurlers ever. And he's certainly an individual that has carried himself really, really well. But I don't think it'll, it'll be too much of a negative impact or phase any of this current Limerick senior hurling team. The fact that I don't think at this stage that he will be playing. Yeah, and I, on that, key, or Peter Casey, Obviously, saw him for a bit of action. Would you be keeping him in reserve, or if he's ready to go, would you throw him in from the start? Um, it's one that you look at, and you look at pros and cons of it. I think Peter is a player. He's a player up to two thousand, up to up to last year, right? Really, twenty twenty one, where Peter was coming on in eighteen, nineteen, twenty. He was an impact player coming on, and I just think Peter has that ability. Um, last year, certainly before he got his injury in the All-Ireland final last year, he could be named man of the match for the first, what, 20, 25 minutes of that game. He could have, been, he could have got man of the match um, for his 20 minutes of an impact. So from that point of view, you know, I think Peter, whether John decides to start him, um, that will depend. I, if I was a betting man, I would say that Peter won't start. I think Peter's going to be used as an impact. And I think Maybe a little bit earlier than what he was used against Galway. I think maybe 10 minutes into the second half, five minutes into the second half, pending how the game is going. When the game opens up, like he's a most delightful hurler. He's a finisher. He's he's part. He knows the role that he play, he plays within that team. And it's certainly another threat that will be introduced to Kilkenny. As I said, as a betting man, I, think, I don't think he'll start. I think they'll bring him on. Um, I think Graham Mulcahy's... If you're not, if you're if you're starting, Peter is is it Graham Mulcahy that you're leaving out? And Graham's work rate has been absolutely immense this year. I think the amount of turnovers that Graham has, I'd love to see his stats in it. Um, we, as I said, it's all part of the process of this current Limerick team. So from that point of view, I think John might start with what he started in the All Ireland semi final, and and hopefully, as the man said, when. We need to when we need to introduce a little bit more pace, a little bit more power, and it's something that we can do then. And that's that's the benefits that John will have with his band on the sideline. Yeah, Matt, coming to you. Obviously, we, we hope that uh, Keane would be, would be fit for the game. But if not, and and we know he's not going to play, it probably puts an onus on the players that look he's not going to play. They know probably four or five days out that the players themselves know there's a job to be done, and that bailout isn't there for want of a better word. And they might focus in. The rest of the team that bit more if he's not playing. Like obviously, we'd rather him play, but you know we know now early that people play, our players can get their mind in order and 
get ready for the game without any distractions, whether they'll be playing or not. Yeah, you you, you know my views on Keane Lynch. They've been well documented through this forum. Um, you know, I it, it, the indications are, you know, all, all the indications seem to point to the fact that the Keane will will, will will miss out on the, on the final whether whether he will be fit enough to be on the bench or not is is another thing. But he he's 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 unlikely to be starting. But Jack, I can't think of any greater motivating factor for the Limerick team than to go out and win it for Keane if he's not out there because he has been such an integral part of the squad, such an integral part of the team. And you know, in many ways it's 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 um it's like Hamlet without the Prince. It's 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 Robin's Holling's big day of of it's of a very, very serious marquee player. When you look back at the, the performance that he turned on in last year's All Ireland final was certainly one for the ages. But um you know they 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 have coped um, through most of the league campaign. All, all he oh, sorry through the championship. All, all he played in the championship was against Cork and maybe what nine or ten minutes against. What the cameo appearance late in the game against Galway? So Limerick have learned to cope without him. So it it, it you know it it would be a much greater blow to Limerick and they they, they would be less prepared for it. Um, had he been playing up along, and now they were faced with going into the final without him. Um, but there, there is no doubt, you know, Keen Lynch, two, two times hollowed years, is a massive loss. But look, um, if, 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 if he is out and, and the indicators are, it, you know, it, it's a huge blow to Limerick, but it's a huge blow to the guy himself, you know, and our heart goes out to him if he misses the All-Ireland final because or any player that misses an All-Ireland final. But Keane Lynch has been such a part of the whole Limerick setup, And he has been, you know, such a cornerstone of the success that we have enjoyed right through minor, under 21 and senior. You know, it, 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 it's, it's devastating for him. And our heart goes out to him if, 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 if it's a fact that he can be a member, certainly of the team or, or even of the under the, uh, the 26 strong match day squad. Um, uh, you know, but I, I honestly think, as, as I said, and without wanting to be repetitive, I think Limerick, um, by virtue of the fact that he's been out for most of the, most of the Munster Championship, out um, for the Munster Final, out for most of the semi-final, that they, they have become accustomed to life without him, have adjusted and um, have prepared accordingly. It, it would be a huge blow had Keane played a the usual part that he plays through the Munster Championship and the semi-final, and suddenly you were confronted the week before an All-Ireland final that there was no Keane Lynch. Yeah, I suppose if, if he is going to miss it, it's better to knock it out in the field than to get ready for it and then suffer that, like he knows early in the week. But please God, we'll, we'll see Keane. We probably won't know until they're out in their trees in the warm-up or even tonight in the team's name. But um, I think the teams have to go in quite early, so that might might as wait for that. Um, you mentioned how good he was in the final last yeah, just year. Just another point, you know, Leo made a point there about that he would be around the squad, which would be hugely important because Paul Brown missed out in 2018. Um, but but but, but um, his contribution as being part of the squad and around the squad during the vital days was absolutely crucial. Yeah, he is like Keane. Like these players are well adept uh, at playing All Ireland finals, and Keane has been one of the central. 
Twitter figures and that, especially last year. Leo, it's, it's a great sign of this team that you could argue in 2018 their best performance was against Galway Baron that last 10 minutes in 2020. It was against Waterford and last year in the All-Iron Final was probably their best performance ever that when the stakes are at their highest, they have delivered and it, it bodes well for Sunday. Yeah, look, it, it, and this is back to what we spoke about earlier, Matt spoke about earlier. This team has not never not performed on a big day, right? Even 2019, when we were turned over, remember 15 minutes in, we were seven points to nothing down, and we got through 55 minutes of hurling, hauling back set, or that seven-point lead, nearly got it back down to level terms, and a point separated in the finish. So from that point of view, this team has never not performed on the big day, and that's the most important thing. They've always brought their A game to, to the big day. Um, and as Matt said, if you go back over the last two or go back over the last 10 years, we go back to, I suppose, 2013, 2011, when this team have got to, to Munster finals um, at underage level, they've always performed. They've always shot from the hip on the big day. And that's the most important thing. Um and I just think the experience that they've gained over the last nine, ten years, be it from minor, under twenty, under twenty-one, whatever the case may be, I just think that they have performed. They've left no stone unturned. They've answered every question that has become of them. Um, and certainly, I think last year's All Ireland hurling fine performance was one that I will never forget. And go back to our previous question again: the impact Kean had that day seven seconds into the game that day one touch and the hurley ball into his hand struck over the bar right from underneath his own dugout right in front of his own dugout struck over the bar 70 yards out got limerick on put limerick up on the roller coaster and we just drove on from there we blew away a car team that day in the first 20 minutes and we created the opportunities we've taken every one of them and i just think that even go back to 2018 we pushed on that day against against Galway, Graham getting the goal. 2019, I suppose, you know, it's one of those things that happens in sport. Kilkenny really came out and, we, and we've we've addressed that. And it's something that Limerick will take on take the challenge on Sunday. 20 to 20, or what I would term, really term the COVID Ireland, where it was played in December, empty stadium above Crow Park. We just blew Waterford away. So from that point of view, and as I mentioned already, last year's final, I fully expect Limerick to take this challenge on Sunday. It's one that they're they're no, they're no shrinking violets. Let me tell you, this team, they they just they've addressed every situation. They've taken it on the merits of what they, what has been thrown at them, and they've dealt with it. Um, the most important thing I think on Sunday is this, and we haven't mentioned it, is that drive for three in a row. You know, it's a massive motivation as well. Where at the back of their heads, they'll have to kick anything from nineteen. Um, and certainly to go down in history in a Limerick in a Limerick in the history of the GA that Limerick did three in a row and make them that unique special team that they are and it's something that I think they will push on um, they'll handle it well on Sunday they'll perform and may the best team win and I think Kilkenny know that as well um, I've been down there lucky enough down there for the last two or three weeks before previous to the all Ireland, I find we, we train down there. We've had one or two nice training sessions down there. And every night that I went down there, it does always seem to be a different person walk towards me and always spoke about Limerick. But the one thing that I turned around and I said, I met Andy Comerford last week at the golf outside in J.P.'s Pro-Am. 
And the one thing that that came across me about the Kilkenny guys, and I spoke to my friendly over the phone, they will absolutely cherish this occasion to have a pop off a Limerick game. It's one Cody will be spitting in his hands and rubbing the hands together as we probably as we speak today, that he's definitely looking forward to because he this is his fourth team that he really has put together. When you, you see the likes of the Mikey Butlers, the Paddy Deegans, um, and certainly with Cody, with a team that won an under-20 All-Ireland this year, there's Billy Drennan, you know, Timmy Clifford. These guys are coming forward for Kilkenny, and it they'll never go away simply because of, the, of their nature of the beast that they are. And, and it's certainly one that they're going to cherish the battle on Sunday, and they'll will... They'll put everything, they'll draw the kitchen sink at Limerick on Sunday. And I just think it's going to be an All-Ireland, and it's going to be a very unique All-Ireland. Um, the whole physicality of it, um, the challenges that will be met, the hooking, the blocking, the work rate, the intensity, um, the mental challenges that players will 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 be throwing at. They're, these are all small little things that make the game such a great game. And I just think that these are the things that Limerick are going to face on Sunday from Kilkenny. Yeah, you talk about throwing the kitchen sink there, um, Leo, and I turned to you there, Matt. They've scored 17 goals in, in the championship. I know um, there's probably a couple of, I suppose, weaker teams in Leinster, not with all due respect, but it has been a hallmark of them. They got two against Clare as well in the semi-final. But for Limerick, though, it's really been a defensive effort to get to the All-Ireland final, especially with Keane gone and Peter gone. And we've been, you know, Seamus Flanagan in the Munster final, it was... Aaron Galan and Kyle, the last day, it's kind of been individuals in the forward, but as a defensive unit, Limerick have been superb. You could talk about Sean Finn, Darren Burns, Declan Hannon, um, Barry Nash in the Herder Deer conversation. Mike Casey has been seamless in his returns. So has Dan Morrissey, and we know how good Nicky Quaid is. That it's an interesting matchup that if Kilkenny do go for goals, Limerick's defense have shown this year that they, they can provide shutouts. They can see the one against Galway, obviously, but in both games against Clare, they kept them scoring. Um, it's a really fascinating matchup at that end of the field. Dean, and I want to be happy on it before, before I answer your question. Um, it was the last game that Limerick lost, and it was also the last game that Declan Hannon was off the field. So that, that will give you uh, a sense of the importance of our captain. Um, who has been hugely important and uh, captain is very, very important than any team, as Leo will tell you, um, once you go be, be, be inside the white line. So um, that, that, that is worth noting. But answering your question, yes, they, they, have, they have been prolific when it has come to scoring goals. They've actually got 16, Jack. You're giving them credit for more than they have, I think. But 11 of those okay. goals, and this is no, this, this is no, this, this is no disrespect now, and I'm not being disrespectful to anybody. But 11 of those goals, five have come against Westmead, three have come against Leash, and three have come against Dublin. So if you have um, all three counties who failed to qualify out of the Leinster Championship. So you can extrapolate what you like out of that. But... Um, I, I think it's worth noting, but you're absolute um, about the about the Limerick defence, and it, it, it's a Limerick defence that um, that has undergone a lot of change since 2018, if you like, um, because like um, Limerick were confronted with replacing two of the in 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 2020 they were confronted with replacing two of the um, 
of the full back line in Mikey Casey and Richie English. And then, then you had Dan Morrissey slapping back and you had um, Barry Nash making the transition, first of all, from the forwards to the wing back and then slapping in seamlessly to, to left full back. And probably uh, one of the standout performers this year, you know, and I'd say in anyone's lexicon is definitely a contender um, for um, Holler of the Year this year. He has been absolutely outstanding. But the, but the Limerick defence, like we, we we have a goalkeeper for the ages who has been absolutely outstanding. Um, and, you know, we, we have a very, very, very tight defence. And, um, like, you, you know, when we talk about things, everything being thrown at him, you know, uh, at, and being thrown at Limerick, a lot of that has been thrown at at, at the Limerick defence, and and um, and and they have responded. And um, all right, it's important to Kenny attack, and there's a, a, a certain TJ Reid in there among them. But um, you know, TJ Reid isn't the only threat. You know, there are other threats there. Adrian Mullen is a threat. Keen Kenny is a, is a threat. Martin Keoghan is a threat. You know, they 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 have a, they have a lot of good players up there. So. But I, I would back the Limerick defence to deal, but but then of course your Padre Walsh um, uh, and Kilkenny have a propensity to go for goals. Um, it's part mm. of that trademark, and um, uh, they did it in the 2007 All Ireland final when they hit us for a couple of early goals. And um, even though we came back into that game, and that's sometimes forgotten. Um, that despite going well behind early on, we came right back to within touching distance in that game. But you don't want the same thing to happen. And I think Limerick will be mindful of that. That has been, um, you know, a hallmark of Kilkenny teams. He hit, hit the opposition early and try and hit him with goals. But I think the Limerick defence will be not just prepared for it, but up for it. I yeah, think further on that there, Leo. Um, yeah. Just on that. Um, Jack, I just think the impact both goalkeepers are going to have on Sunday, without shadow of a doubt, that Nicky, Nicky is, has been absolutely superb goalkeeper. Um, Nicky would have probably have all stars falling out of his back pocket at this stage, other than the fact that Kilkenny have an absolutely outstanding goalkeeper themselves in Owen Murphy. I think if you look at it over the last number of years, right, even Kilkenny when they weren't deemed to be near um, get, not getting to an All-Ireland final last year Owen Murphy got his All-Star um, so I think the whole basis of what Limerick build and what Kilkenny build is built around their two goalkeepers, the impact both of them have on the game there's one other thing that I just, just think that at the back of my head that I, I just look at from a Kilkenny point of view and it, 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 it has intrigued me um, Richie Reid is captain of Kilkenny on Sunday, right? And certainly, if you look at TJ Reid 12 months ago to the to, to the TJ Reid he is today, he's a far, far to me, looks far sharper, far fitter. There is that thing at the back of his head that it's his brother that is captain as well, and I'm not saying that the man is playing for his brother. He's not because certainly he's what TJ Reid has done for Kilkenny. No one can ever question. But it's that level of performance TJ Reid has really um, stood up this year. I referred to this earlier on. 
the impact the man has on the game in around the edge of that square. He's certainly, his aerial ability, that hand goes up. He catches balls that no one has a right to catch. Um, he's in there in the mix the whole time. He's on the periphery of breaking ball, picks it, pops it off, or else there's a score on, he bangs it over the bar. But certainly, I think there's that extra 10% this year that he's pushing it for his brother to walk up the steps of the Hogan, of the Hogan stand on Sunday as well. I think they're all motivation factors that are being used, that that family will use, that Kenny will use. Um, and it's just people talk about Will Kilkenny go with an aerial bombardment? There's certain question marks field, there's certain question marks about that Limerick full back line. For me, um I can't I can't see the question marks Limerick, that Limerick full back line have taken on the best and beaten the best over the last five years, four or five years. Um my Casey, great to see him back. He's put in some stellar performances. Limerick haven't copped up too many goals. Um and that's due, as I said, to a full back line of Sean Finn, Nicky and Barry Nash, who'll probably end up as hurler of the year. Um, there's nothing worse, I suppose, recently. If you're a corner forward and you see your corner back getting onto a ball, so 60 yards up the field and banging the ball over the back, over, <laughs> over the other end of the field. I suppose it's back to the Donny Ryan thing. You know, geez, I remember Donny, there was a ball hop one day that Donny said that uh, Gavin said it the other night, I think, on the corporate functions. He says, Don McGrady asked him a question at one stage about uh, how do you think you're going, Don? He says, he says I, held, I held one to Canning score. He says, he's some cornerback. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know, that ability, <coughs> something that's there that, you know, when you see Barry pushing on the, up the field, it, Limerick, Limerick's defence is a launch pad. Nicky is a launch pad. He's restarts. He's accuracy from his puck out. They're immense, you know, and it's certainly that I think that if Limerick do push push up on the Kilkenny puck out um, and go man-to-man on the Kilkenny puck out and not let Owen Murphy go short to Paddy Deegan, you know, I just think that it's going to be a case in point where Declan, the, the role that Declan plays, sitting in the edge of the D there, um, Dermot Burns being underneath those puck outs, Dan Morrissey, and certainly our two midfielders where they sit in front of Declan and we hold our positional set and we stick to our patterns and our process that we do. I think these are all things that are going to be looked at in Sunday and when the match is over, these are the things that are going to be analysed by the pundits. So it's just a case. I think it's going to be an absolutely fascinating All-Ireland final. Um, and one that I, I just, it's very, very hard to call. But I think if Limerick settle early, it's one that I think that will progress. And as I said earlier, bring the finishing line forward for us, capitalising every opportunity that we have. And as Matt said earlier, um, it's just this Limerick unit is a very strong back six or seven, whatever the case, whatever way to play it. And it's certainly the way to play it through their lines. You know, when you when you look back over the, the last number of years, right, and if if someone had the time to pull out all the passes, the 40, 50-yard passes and how accurate Declan Hannon has been working ball out the field. It's 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 a credit to Declan and each of them have, have brought their own individual traits but it's certainly one that has become a major launch pad and I refer to it, Nicky's puck outs and Declan, how Declan plays the ball through the lines when William O'Donoghue comes off him, when Dara Donovan comes off him, that the ball is so accurate, played in 
play it to hand and it's it's it speeds up the attack or momentum or two wing forwards coming back down the field. And then it's creating the space inside for Aaron to get out on what he did against Galway, coming out on the ball underneath that Hogan stand, banging balls over the bar. Eddie Kerr didn't do it, you know, didn't have didn't do the at a pace. Eddie Kerr was a lethal goal scorer going back into Kilkenny for the 70s, the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. And these are people that are all have all gone down in history, the GA. And I think certainly that a Limerick team that I find of, they're an incredible bunch of players, they're an incredible bunch of young fellas. And I think that's only in 10 years' time or 15 years' time that they will really, really be appreciated for what they've done for the GA and for what they've done for Limerick Hurling. Yeah, I think, I suppose, they're they're so good, it's hard to appreciate them in the here and now. But I will get your predictions in a minute. But just two, I just want to focus on two players for a second. And then I'll go to Leo with, with TJ. I know we spoke about him from a Kenny point of view. But for Limerick, and we've seen with Tony Kelly that Limerick kind of say, whenever Tony is your vicinity, you pick him up with TJ. Would you like to see a man marker on him, or do you think Limerick will be comfortable enough to say if he's in your space, you pick him? No, I don't think that. I don't think that if he's in your space, you pick him up. I think Limerick will, and I watched TJ Reid, and I've I kept a close eye on him the whole championship. TJ Reid hasn't ventured too far this year. He's not the player that was going out half forward. Certainly, when they need to win a puck out, I just think that TJ will go out. Um, and I think that he will try and get himself into space. That's fine, but I just think that Limerick, this Limerick team, will go, will man mark TJ when he's in around the edge of the square. I don't think you can't not afford to do it. Um, I think that my Casey, if it's my Casey, if TJ goes in full forward or if it's centre forward, if he goes centre forward, it's going to be an interesting. I think yeah. that the role of the role of William O'Donoghue and uh, Dara Donovan have. Will will then become immense, and I think that's where the all Ireland could be decided in how the lads pick up TJ from that point of view. I I know Declan will Declan has the ability to go out and hurl TJ Reid. Declan has the aerial ability to go out and take on TJ Reid and try and get the ball to ground or else catch ball. But it's I just think Kenny will play TJ. Would they will start him in around the edge of the square? Um, and it's one that. Limerick are going to have to go man to man with him there. Um, Declan will sit back and protect what what they try to get in there and try to pick up breaking ball at the Mike Casey Sean Finn situation. Don't be surprised if it's Sean Finn that picks him up. We probably have a man that has marked everything in the last four or five years and has won all stars every year. You know, so Limerick have the armor to pick up these guys, and I just think that it's and no none of them will be phased by it. You know. Um, so from that point of view, you know, it's it's intriguing. But I certainly think if he's inside the full forward, then Limerick have to man-mark him. But if he comes out half-forward, I think that the role of William O'Donoghue dropping back the field or two wing forwards coming further back, right, and crowding that middle third. And as we do, and this is where the emphasis, are, what I've referred to with Declan, how Declan plays the ball through the lines. And from there, how... Dermot Burns plays that diagonal ball into our full forward line and finds the space. That's what Limerick have done. People have said that Limerick can be defensive at times. Limerick are always up around 25, 26, 27 scores. And it's something that we really have, you know, we've put a benchmark for teams. The teams nearly have to be hitting 30 scores to turn us over and beat us. And I think Limerick will that, as long as we're not conceding goals. Right? I think that Limerick can hit that. And I don't think they'll be phased. And 
going back to your question, it's a case of TJ, for me, most certainly will, will whether he starts in there, but will at some stage in the game spend a period in a period of time inside. The man that really has kind of turned this Kilkenny team, even though they didn't start him at the beginning of the year as Richie Reid, their team captain, his ability as well. He has become nearly almost Declan Hannan-esque in that the way yeah. he distributes, distributes the ball up into that Kilkenny full forward line and up to their wing forwards. Kilkenny have slightly changed their soils um, in that the way what Richie has brought to the table for him, what Richie Reid has brought to the table. And as I said, he's able to he's he's able to pick out the man 40, 50 yard passes or else he can go 70 or 80 yards into space or route one down top of the brother. You know, that's something that Kilkenny have brought. They have a little bit more armour in their tanks than they've had in previous All-Irelands. Look, it's going to be intriguing. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. And I suppose on the other side then, Matt, uh, Aaron Galan and Seamus Flanagan have been really kind of a dual threat, probably more so Flanagan, with, or more so Galan, but Flanagan showed in Munster final. Kilkenny will start with Hugh Lawler, Tommy Walsh and Mikey Butler. Um, who would you see going on Galan? We'll say Mikey Butler probably is the best man marker, but Hugh Lawler probably matches up physically better because Kilkenny will need to get those matchups right as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was listening to Leo there, um, I, I was just thinking about the other end of the field and and um, like who would pick up who. Um, I, I, I think in that regard, Kilkenny have a, have a greater problem and who will pick up who because there's a lot of people to be picked up. Um, it, it's obvious if Kyle Hayes is on, he'll probably be at centre-half forward. And it'll be very, very interesting um, um, in terms of development and in terms of making the Kilkenny seeing and hurling team, Richie Reid has been a slow burner, um, but he seems to have become come good this year. But were he to be facing Kyle Hayes on Sunday, I think it would give him a different type of test. Um, but um, who will pick up um, Angelan? You know, will, will, will it be Tommy Walsh or will it be Mikey Butler? It'll be very, very interesting. Now, we do know for certain that Hugh Lawler will pick up Seamus Flanagan. That, that, that is probably definitely. Mikey Carey doesn't seem to move from right wing back, so he will probably be picking up Tom Morrissey. But there's, there's a lot of people to be picked up. There's a certain Garrod Hegarty to be picked up as well. So um, the Kilkenny matchups, you know, that uh, with, with, uh, on the Limerick attack are even far more intriguing than, than, than the Limerick matchups on the Kilkenny attack, I think, because. Um, you, you know that 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 there is that there's danger all over the place. Now, all right, the 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 half forward line didn't have a great day out against Galway, um, but we have we we have seen in the past um, that that the response that the like of Gerard Hegarty and Tom Morrissey give to that is a barnstorming performance the next day out. So um, I I think it'll be. Um, uh, the Kilkenny defence is is likely is likely to be um, as you said would be likely to be um, Butler, Lawler, and Walsh, Kerry, um, Reed, and and Paddy Deegan would likely to be the six that will be in defence. Um, whether they will line out as named on the program will be very very interesting and just pick up who like because you talk about me Mikey Butler moving over to 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 um. Mark Gangalan, like Graham Mulcahy can become a very a very big handful 
if he's here for if if either of the two doors are on, can he afford to move over? I I don't know. I think that's going to be. Um, I I honestly think that Kenny will probably go with the six as they are as they they <coughs> named on the program, which um, I I'm anticipating that they will name an unchanged six. They have no reason for not. Yeah, I suppose we're we're sixty-seven minutes into the podcast before I mentioned Grod Hegarty, and for me, I think he could be the difference maker if he's refereed fairly. We touched on that for a second, but I just think he's been so good the last two other finals. I'd be expecting a big one for him. But as I said, we're nearly seventy minutes in prediction time, Matt, and we spoke in depth about I suppose where we won and lost. But how do what do you see at seventy minutes? Which team we celebrate? And will it be? A three in a row for Limerick, or will it be the first one in, in seven years for Kenny? Yeah, I, I, I'm going for Limerick, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm going for Limerick. I'd, I'd be very disappointed if Limerick don't do it with Kane Lynch or not. You know, as I said that day, they've come accustomed, unfortunately, during the current campaign to playing without him. And um, I, I, I just think overall, like that, there are a number of motivating factors there. There is, you know, a tournament for 2019. And there's a place in history, um, as Leo alluded to there, which we have, which we have alluded very little to, and, and rightly so that we should be alluding very little to it, because it's only an aside, you know. But three in a row is very, very, very special, and I, uh, I, I'm going for Limerick. Yeah, I'd concur with you there, Matt. I think Limerick will get the job done. I do think it'll be tight, um, but a fast start is, is vital. Leo, you mentioned. Um, what you think Limerick need to do to win the game to get it done as early as possible? I suppose you fancy them to win in the end, though. Oh yeah, listen, like I can't. You know, this Limerick team are they're a unique bunch of players. I've said it already. Um, I think that a lot of motivation Sunday, two nineteen, three in a row, Key and Lynch. Um, I think that they'll work their stocks off. Um, but as I said. One that I really want them to put, try and put to bed as early as possible, because no better county to hang on then hang on in there. No, I'm also turning around saying Limerick have come through, in my opinion, a better semi final in terms of how they handled the Galway situation. Um, the game was in the melting pot with 10, 12 minutes to go. Um, Galway came back level, and we got over the finishing line. Um, it's that experience, it's that know-how that this team has developed and yes, certainly, my prediction, Limerick, but I'd love it, going by my past experience in the recent past, <laughs> that it's more than a two-score occasion when we're coming down the last, when we're heading into the last five minutes. <laughs> and certainly, yeah, it's earlier and we have not really touched on it. I, I briefly touched on it of how, how the game is refereed. Discipline is going to be a huge factor in this All Ireland final. The first 15, 20 minutes of this game, discipline. If you're picking up a yellow card in the first 15 minutes of this game, because the intensity that it's going to be played at, um, I think that you could be in a little bit of bother um, picking up a yellow card, maybe earlier, a card or two. And as, as we say, fire in the belly but a cool head because I think the team that uses their heads and uses that little bit of experience is going to be vitally important on Sunday yeah I suppose you could you Jack, talk just, about so just, just a final one there Jack before um, you know 
beat, beat Cork, beat Waterford, beat Tipperary, beat Clare twice, beat Galway, and beat Kilkenny all in the one year, undisputed champions. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a nice way to finish. There's so many facets this game you could talk for hours, but I, I think um, I'm really grateful for your time, lads. Uh, it's a really fascinating game, I suppose. Limerick were kind of run away last year, and thank God they were. <laughs> you voted for the same on Sunday. It really is building nicely. Um, Kilkenny showed in the semi-final what they're about. We obviously know what Limerick are about. There's so much history on the line. There's so much history between these teams. Um, it just promised to be a great game. A huge thank you to you, lads, Matt, as always. And Leo, thank you very much for your time. We're really hoping for a Limerick win. We're edging towards a Limerick win. The best of luck to John Kiley and all the team and all the players. We're so grateful for all the good days we've had so more. And, and please, God, Sunday can be the latest in a long line of them. So until Sunday, best of luck and thanks again, lads. Impression the game, you get all with what you put into. It's like a walk alive. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.